Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered with me, Lindsay Hughes. As always, thank you guys so much for coming back and listening. So I am so excited for this episode today. I wanted to do an episode kind of going more into depth on some of the things that I briefly talked about in my one of my most recent YouTube videos, which was my toxic relationship experience. And I know I talked about it a little bit last week, but I've been wanting to make an episode talking about red flags. Now, red flags can be things that, you know, mostly we think of that as something that appears in a relationship, a romantic relationship, but I think red flags can also pop up for really any any person or any relationship in your life, whether it's romantic or a friendship or, you know, just really anything like that. And I think a lot of times red flags can kind of coincide with boundaries and beginning to set your boundaries or just looking out for yourself, I think. So today we're going to talk about red flags in relationships and how to spot them. And also how we react to red flags is really important. So I want to talk about some of my personal experiences with choosing to either ignore or listen to red flags and how those situations have played out in my life. I also asked you guys for your stories and experiences and opinions in regards to red flags and how you've dealt with them or ignored them or whatever happened actually can be hard to identify red flags sometimes, especially if somebody's good at you know, manipulation, or even just if you're blinded by feelings and wanting some, wanting someone to be something they're not, or more than they are able to be all these sorts of things. So we're going to get into that today. I hope you guys will enjoy this episode. As always, we're going to start off with our bops and flops of the week. So let's go ahead and get into it. Bops and flops of the week. So got a couple flops this week. My main flop of this week is something is going on with me and I've been feeling a little bit, the best way I can describe it is feeling off in my head and my body a little bit. And it's kind of been happening the whole week. And like overall, I feel healthy and I feel good and I feel overall pretty normal, but I don't know. I've been experiencing this weird, um, I don't know if like sensation or feeling is the word the past week. And it's almost felt like a little bit of vertigo or something. Like I'll feel really clouded in my head or brain fog or like 
dizziness for a quick second when I like get up or sit down. And I feel like I've also been experiencing letting myself get like really, really hungry and waiting a while to eat and then getting to that point of hunger and just feeling like a mess. And I just did that so many times this week and I don't really know why it was happening so much this week, but definitely have just felt kind of physically a little bit off this week, even though I haven't been like sick and I don't really know what's going on there. I don't feel like I've been... I don't feel like my diet or like routine has changed that much. So not quite sure about that, but it's nothing like too extreme. It's just something that I'll notice briefly if I like get up really quickly from sitting down or if I'm, like I said, if I'm like really, really hungry and my stomach's just screaming at me, but that's, I feel like that's a normal thing to feel when you get to that point. So I think I've just been a little bit not treating my body the best in that way And that probably just overall nourishing my body better and listening to it would be very beneficial. So um, hoping for the best moving forward. I guess brain fog is maybe how I would explain it the best because I've never experienced that really before. And uh, it feels like it's like my brain and my head has been really clouded and distracted and feeling just a little bit like anxious or off or something like that. So My next flop of the week um, isn't something that personally affected me, but I definitely wanted to just acknowledge it and basically all of the extreme weather conditions over about the past week or so. I mean, you guys will be hearing this episode a few days after um, I record it, but I just wanted to say to any of my listeners that are in Texas or really, I know it was other places besides Texas too. So really anywhere that's been affected. So Texas and also really anywhere and any of you guys that have been affected by the winter weather and not having the things that you need. I feel like it happened so fast. And like I said, I am obviously very blessed because it didn't affect me here. And I just wanted to kind of, instead of saying, oh, this is a flop for for me, I just wanted to say, um, you know, just like raising more awareness about the fact that these things can happen. And it's like, we don't even realize sometimes that they can happen. I mean, I talked to my grandma who lives in Houston on the phone yesterday and she was just she's okay but she was just telling me like Lindsay it literally got down to eight degrees one morning and we we just like didn't even know what to do like places like that it's like people don't know what to do when things fail like the power and water and just electricity in general and everything and I know most people probably know that this has been happening but I just wanted to mostly give my wishes my best wishes and love and just hoping that you guys are recovering and doing okay if you have been affected at all by um the crazy extreme cold temperatures and hopefully it will improve from here and I can hope that these things would lead to cities and officials and elected officials being more prepared for things like this. So those are the flops of the week. Let's go ahead and get into some positives and talk about my bops of the past week. My first bop, if you saw my new vlog, was my cute little cozy snowy weekend with my boyfriend away. We had a cute little Valentine's Day weekend and I did a little bit of vlogging. I didn't vlog too much there, but there's like some cute clips in my newest YouTube video and really beautiful to feel like genuinely every day you fall more in love with somebody. And I don't know, I'm just, every day I've been like counting my blessings and 
just feel so lucky to have that person and that love in my life. And I won't go on about this one for too crazy long because it's definitely a more personal one that I can share, you know, with my partner. But overall, I I just think I've never felt as intensely and the specific way that I do in in love and in a relationship and with somebody as I have in this relationship and it feels really special. So I kind of just wanted to say that that is definitely a bop that I can't ignore. And you guys always notice too, like you guys will always comment on my videos, just saying like when I'm in a good place, you know, just saying like, you look so happy. I love seeing you so happy. So I love that you guys know what I'm feeling and all that kind of stuff. So My next bop is a slightly random one, but it's a playlist on Spotify that I've talked about a little bit, but I wanted to give it a shout out because it's been making me feel very cozy and happy throughout these like cold work at home stuffy, you know, days. And it's a playlist that they've like made on Spotify called jazz in the background. And I've never thought of myself as like a big jazz person, you know, it's like sometimes they can be like, oh, that's like elevator music. But something about playing this playlist on Spotify in the background when I'm just like working or I'll just play it, I'll just play it and I'll just go about my day, like do the dishes, work, you know, whatever, go on my laptop. I was just playing it before I started recording. And I don't know if it's weird to say that it makes me feel so calm and peaceful. It's almost kind of like playing lo-fi music, but for me, I feel more peace from it. And it's been my favorite playlist to just put on lately if I am feeling, like I said, I've kind of been feeling like some more anxious energy lately. I've been having more days feeling anxious. I I honestly do think a lot of it is caffeine related. And I mean, that's something I could could easily work on, but jazz in the background, it makes me feel grounded and everything. So check that out. If you're looking for something to play, just to like calm down and get into just a relaxed mindset, whether you are working from home or even if you were like doing homework or something like that, you could put this on. And I think it would be maybe nice. I like it. So I wanted to share it. I actually have another bop that's music related and I should have actually talked about this last week, but I think it just kind of slipped my mind when I was recording the episode last week, but it is kind of like last week's news that was announced. So uh, probably a lot of you guys already know if you're like a fan of Taylor Swift, but if you don't know, she is re-releasing a ton of her music from all of the like craziness that happened with Scooter Braun. I think that's how you say his name. Um, there's a lot that you can look into with that if you haven't like heard about all that kind of stuff, but basically she's releasing a bunch, re-releasing and re-recording a bunch of her old music and she already re-released Love Story, which I've been listening to obsessively since it came out. I love it, but she's also going to be re-releasing the entire fearless album which that is i mean i love like every taylor swift album honestly but i would say fearless is one of the albums fearless and red and you know that kind of era speak now like that era is probably like my most obsessed taylor swift like i was going to the first concert actually well one of the first concerts i ever went to was the fearless 
tour with my sister and my mom and I have like a shirt from it literally to this day but anyway I'm just so excited I don't exactly know when the whole album's gonna come out but she's recording like I think gonna release six new songs with it and all of the songs re-recorded and re-released which will just be so fun and nostalgic and Megan and I have been talking about the fact that like I want to have a, a listening party like a release party whenever it comes out together and just like listen to it and sing all the songs that's another bop that I've just been thinking about that I'm so excited about because I think I've expressed this a little bit, but my music lately has been super dry. I've been listening to the same, same, same stuff. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I haven't had like a lot of music. There's, you know, there's like singles that are being released by artists and stuff, but a lot of artists haven't been releasing stuff during COVID times, haven't had their normal like time and place to work on stuff as much, I guess. But Miss Taylor Swift has been coming through for us and I'm grateful for that so much because like I said, my music has just been dry as fuck lately and I haven't been inspired with new music. I'm like, I'll try to find stuff and there are songs that I like, but then I'll just like overplay everything to death once I find stuff that I like because I feel like I'm not getting albums and I want new albums from my artists but what can you do just got to be patient and wait it out eventually there will be new music lord I'm talking to you Rihanna I'm talking to you SZA you know you came out with good days but I'm still talking to you I guess SZA's come out with a couple things in the past um, few months but I'm looking for an album (laughs) Another bop of the past week is I feel like I'm slowly starting to see little, little, little results from being more dedicated and regular with working out. And I'm noticing things that aren't even really like super physical changes. Like I feel like for me, it takes me a long time to notice actual physical changes on myself. And I don't really notice them as like a month or two months pass. It's more something that I can like you know, look back on months and realize, but I feel like I've just become more, um, fit and more like getting less tired doing certain things. I guess just the overall feeling of feeling more fit and strong and committed and not feeling like it's hard to factor in my workouts to my week anymore, which is really, really nice. Cause now it's just kind of like I sign up for a class Or I go to, you know, my one weekly class at the YMCA and I'm just like excited and I just do it and I don't even really think about it. And I've been challenging myself more um, and it just feels good. So I feel like I've, I'm at a good place with fitness. And one thing that I would like to work on a little bit more moving forward is just overall more balance with my nutrition because I think that that's always been kind of all over the place for me. And I definitely am one who will never stop treating myself. I'm literally picking up a pizza from Blaze Pizza right after I record this episode. (laughs) But I just want to make it a little bit more of a priority because if I am spending a lot of time and money putting into working out, then I think, of course, a big part of that has to be being dedicated to my health and fitness Um, as well. And of course, not ever being like perfect. And I'm never going to be one of those people that just eats like vegetables for every meal and like never eats like bread and pasta and pizza. And uh, I'm going to eat that stuff forever, like seriously. And I'm going to be a snacky bitch. I'm going to be a dessert bitch forever. But you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those ongoing things. It's like I could always be, be better. So Yeah, I don't actually have a product or purchase bop of this week. I couldn't think of one that really sticks out for the past week. So 
I'm still obsessed with my milk frother, if that counts, if you didn't hear me rave about that last week. That is my bops and flops of the week. Um, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Red flags. I'm so excited to hear from you guys and talk more about experiences that you guys have had. But first, I wanted to kind of get into a few experiences that I've had, um, or at least like start off with one. Um, And talk about how red flags can affect specifically romantic relationships. Because for me, I think that's primarily where I've either chosen to ignore them and seen something, you know, of course, when you ignore red flags, it's never really a good sign. Um, And I think that self-sabotage is a big part of red flags as well. And blatantly choosing to ignore something that you can kind of identify as a red flag or be like, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel good about, you know, this pattern or this, the way that somebody like somebody saying something to me or treating me like this, or there's so many things, but choosing, you know, to ignore that it's easy sometimes. And I'm the first one to, uh, self-sabotage a lot of times in relationships that end up never, ever being worth it for me. I really think I was absolutely one back when I was younger, like when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I was absolutely this person who blatantly ignored red flags. And I was just, I feel like maybe naive is the best word I can put it. I hadn't really had a relationship ever. I hadn't had a boyfriend ever. And I think I I don't necessarily want to say that I was desperate, but I do really think that a lot of the ways I acted and the way I would entertain certain people and relationships back then was desperate. Looking back on it now, I think it's okay to say that about yourself. I wouldn't necessarily say that about somebody else, you know? Um, But I think that I can really look back and be like, damn, you know, I really was just settling for like whatever, you know, the absolute minimum and bare breadcrumbs just to have. I think I had a problem when I was younger that I didn't even realize at all until I got a lot older of accepting literally just whatever someone like a man would give to me and not even really second guessing it too much. And I would fully fall head over heels for any guy that like gave me attention that I was remotely interested in. It's weird looking back. I mean, I guess it's good to um, be able to learn from those experiences and maybe some of you guys can relate to that, but probably one of the first experiences um, that I can remember romantically with red flags looking back is I think I was about like 19 years old and I kind of started like texting this guy um, and I I wasn't really expecting it to like turn into anything and we just kind of started talking every single day um, and it was kind of like a long distance type of a th- it was long distance so I didn't get to see him in person for a while when we first started talking and I just want to say that like I would never do this again because I think that I really have to I really have to at least meet someone in person first to feel out the person that they are and our connection and our energy and all that kind of stuff and so I'm not saying I'm one to not do a long distance relationship I just think that this scenario didn't really make sense and I was so young and 
like I said, kind of desperate. And I just like started talking to this guy who lived really far away. And I like knew him from high school, I guess you could say like, yeah, he went to my high school, but he like, wasn't really, we weren't like friends before. I like barely even knew him. I just like knew of him. I don't even remember how he started like briefly talking or whatever, but I instantly got like obsessed with this guy. Like I, it was the type of thing where we would just talk like, you know what it honestly reminds me of? Like the energy of, if you guys have watched Euphoria, when Jules starts texting Shy Guy, whatever his name is, like the anonymous guy that she starts texting nonstop and the relationship just like moves so fast, but they've never met in person. That basically is like how I would describe, like it was just so fast and I was so young and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I feel this way just from like texting you every day. I don't know. Looking back, like it's just one of those like young relationships right but um I just got very obsessed I remember like telling my friends at the time like I think I might love him which looking back is crazy I was never in love with this guy like oh my gosh I can't even believe that like we would say that maybe even say that stuff to each other it's I just don't it's just so weird looking I like barely remember this era other than just being so instantly like infatuated it was just infatuation you know and like loving the attention of having someone to talk to and that's what it was looking back but I remember just telling my friends how obsessed I was with this guy. And I, I was like, I have to see him. Like I absolutely have to see him. So we'll, we'll get into that. But I remember like my sister, I'm pretty sure knew this guy a little bit more than me or like maybe her, I think her friends maybe knew him or something. And she just said something to me along the lines of like, no, like he's sketch. Like my friend told me like this about him. Like, I don't think you should like talk to him. I don't think you should like see him or like pursue him basically like my sister said that to me and I remember just that so that was like a red flag that one of the closest people to me in my life was like I just don't think this guy's like worth you pursuing and they actually like knew him you know and I barely even really knew this guy like I said which is probably part of why I was so excited whatever just it's so weird to look back on the situation that was kind of a red flag that I chose to ignore I literally didn't care I was I think I did a lot of stupid stuff when I was younger and I would really just like pursue a guy that was it a fucking had done like dumb shit or just had done something to maybe like somebody I knew or like I'd heard something or I just would pursue people that weren't you know, worth it. And whatever, I can't be like mad at myself for that. I think it's good learning lessons. Like I said, to know what you want and what you're going to accept and lessons in not settling. Um, but yeah, basically I just chose to completely ignore that, ignore those red flags from somebody really close to me. And I think that this goes to a point that I, I do really think, and people say this, I think it's important what your friends and family and the closest people to you in your life, I think it's important what the close people to you in your life think of the person that you're either pursuing or dating. And now it doesn't always mean, for example, that like if one of your friends, or maybe if your mom or your dad or your sister doesn't necessarily 
love or like your partner that, or they think you can do better. Cause that's a lot of it too. A lot of times we just want the absolute best for our, our best friend or our sibling or whoever. And you know, it might be the type of thing where it's like, well, it's not like I don't like them, but I, maybe I think you could do better or something. And I think that stuff's a little bit different, but I think that you have to listen multiple people in, in your life that are close to you have actually met the person you're pursuing or dating or entertaining and they don't have good things to say. I think it's really important to, because those are red flags when people are like, Hey, like, did you hear that? Like this guy, you know, maybe he's done some sketchy stuff or maybe he like cheated on his last girlfriend or, Hey, my friend like knows this guy really well or knows his friend or I don't know. Like, it's just important to pick up on if these things are coming up um, often. And yeah, so I think it is really important and telling what your close, the closest people in your life think of the person that you're pursuing. And, um, this is an experience, like I said, where I didn't listen to that. Anyway, we'll kind of make it quick. I went to visit him and we hung out for like a couple days over a weekend. Uh, this was so long ago, like I said, when I was 19 And after that weekend, I went back to LA and he completely ghosted me and never talked to me again after we had, like I said, been communicating every second of every day for quite a while. For some reason, when I was that age and I really thought I liked this guy, it it felt like we had been talking forever. (laughs) He never talked to me again. Um, I, to this day, I never got any explanation for what happened and I actually have no idea. That was my first time getting ghosted and um, it was just crazy. And I was so, so hurt by that. I was so upset because I just couldn't, I didn't, I, that never happened to me before. I think it, it gets easier to deal with being ghosted if it's happened to you a few times. It never gets easy. It never feels good for somebody to literally just stop talking to you with no explanation, but it can get easier if you've experienced it multiple times like I have. Um, and this was the first time, like I said, and I just remember being so upset, torn up. I like cut my hair off. My hair was really long and I chopped it off. I always was one to do dramatic hair changes when I was, um, upset with a boy. (laughs) I used to do that all the time. Uh, change my hair all the time. Um, when a boy pissed me off, like dye my hair purple, all this crazy shit. I don't really do that anymore, which is, I don't know if this is a sign of growth, but we'll take it as one. So that's one of my first experiences with blatantly ignoring red flags and it did not turn out well for me, you guys. I mean, sometimes you have to learn those lessons, I think, of course, and I think that was a lesson that I had to learn for myself because I was not going to stop talking to this guy just because somebody close to me was like, "Mm, he's a little like, I don't even remember what was said, but it was something just along the lines of like, I don't think you should like like, no, <laughs> basically. So yeah, that's a first experience. Now I wanted to listen to a few of you guys's voice messages that you sent in with situations regarding red flags. So I'm really excited to hear these. Um, let's go ahead and play the first one. Hi, Lindsay. I'm replying to your posts about red flags. One big red flag that sticks out to me from a previous relationship is when I was dating this guy towards the end of my senior year of college. I just wanted to have a partner so desperately that I really didn't care who it was. And I dated this guy. He was so 
lazy and he lacked ambition. He lacked goals. He had no drive whatsoever and he had just smoked weed all day, every day, which is fun from time to time. But I don't think your life should revolve around it. And I had so many plans for myself um, after college and he just lacked so much drive. And for someone who is so driven like me, it was such a turn off and I should have ended things earlier, but I let things go on for too long and it sucked. And then the really terribly but I just looking back on it I should have done better that is a common one that I hear from so many girls like this guy just has no ambition he just like doesn't actually not want to do anything with his life I hear that a lot from like college age guys and I think that can be normal at that age but definitely like at least you know, have things that you're passionate about, have one thing that you're, you know, like trying to do or something, just something, of course, like, you know, a job that you're at least like something that is making you like stay on track. Right. Um, and I agree with that so much. I could not be with someone who absolutely had no ambition and just smoked weed all day and like wasn't passionate about their work or any sorts of goals. I think it's really important to have goals and like talk about that stuff with your partner. So, um, there's a really interesting one to hear and definitely a red flag. I agree. Um, it can be hard to notice stuff like that at the beginning. And I, I really resonated with what you said at the beginning too, about like, I was just so desperate to have a partner that I really would have gone for anyone. And, I think, yeah, like I said, that's pretty much how I used to be back in the day. And I think we can't beat ourselves up for that. You know, these are learning lessons, of course. And it sounds like you definitely learned your lesson. So thank you so much for sharing your experience. I really appreciate that. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. So I don't know about you guys, but growing up, cereal was always part of my like daily routine before school, after school snack, late night snack. But I realized as I've gotten into my adulthood that I pretty much had to give up all my favorite cereals because I realized it was full of sugar and junk, things that I just shouldn't probably be eating as a 26-year-old adult. But luckily, that's where Magic Spoon comes in with all of their amazing cereal flavors, but without all of the bad stuff. Magic Spoon comes in amazing flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It also has zero grams sugar, 11 grams protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And it tastes amazing, you guys. It's also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. My current favorite flavor is the frosted flavor. It is so delicious, and I've been having so much fun eating my Magic Spoon with my oat milk. Mmm, we love it. The packaging also is so cute, you guys. I know that's like a random side note, but I'm telling you guys, it's like these pastel, rainbowy, super cute colors with all the boxes. You guys can go to magicspoon.com/unfiltered to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code, which is unfiltered, at checkout to save five dollars off your order. That's magicspoon.com slash unfiltered and use the code unfiltered to save $5 off. Thank you so much to Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast again. Uh, Let's go ahead and hear another one. Hi, Lindsay. I just wanted to share my story. I think one of the biggest one, two of the biggest red flags was 
one, um, he would never, ever, ever let me see his phone, not in the way of like, I felt like I needed to search through his phone, but he wouldn't even show me anything on his phone. He wouldn't show me his phone. Um, he wouldn't leave it when he was going to the bathroom, nothing. And, uh, turns out he ended up cheating on me. Um, he also never wanted to introduce me to his family. He introduced me to his like close friends um, and stuff like that, but he would never invite me to his house. We'd never go to his house or anything like that. And then I had to be careful even writing notes on like the baked goods that I would write or make him and send home. He's like, be careful doing that. And yeah, so big red flags. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is one I didn't even think of. I'm so glad that you brought up the phone thing. I really think that is an important one. I think that, of course, somebody doesn't have to be like, you know, it's normal. Most people have a lock on their phone. I don't, that's not weird. You know what I mean? But I think like you said, every time he goes to the bathroom, he's bringing his phone. Like he never leaves his phone. That can be really telling. I think it's normal to be like, want to be with your phone all the time. I think that's normal. But I also think you can absolutely tell by someone's behavior um, if they're being sneaky about their phone. And I definitely think you can pick up on it, uh, like you were saying. And so I'm really glad that you brought this one up. Definitely be conscious of that. You guys, I think, you know, if someone's being sneaky about their phone and I think that there's just behaviors that you can definitely pick up on when you're with someone, like how they are around their phone. It shouldn't be weird for someone to like show you something on their phone, like, pull up a meme or like a YouTube video or something like that's not weird stuff to go and do. I don't expect my partner, of course, to like hand me their phone and be like, have a, have a party. Like here has my phone. I'm going to leave for the next, uh, three hours now. You're always going to find something. If you go snooping for something, I believe even if it ends up being something or not. So don't, I think definitely don't go snooping unless you really think that something like sketchy is going on and you like need proof of it. Um, don't intentionally like go snooping, but like I said, just picking up on those behaviors. So, um, and also the one you said about him never introducing you to his family. Yeah. That's kind of a weird a weird one because it definitely takes people a bit longer sometimes, but I think that them not wanting to you to meet their family is r definitely a weird one. And it just kind of goes to show like, what are you, why, like, what are you hiding or wh why do you not want me to meet your family? So, um, thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to play one more for right now. Hey, Lindsay, my name's Sammy. I've been listening to you for years. I love that you're doing an episode about something so important. I was in a super toxic relationship for four years um, in my early 20s, and two of the biggest red flags I noticed were that he could never admit when he was wrong or own up to any sort of um, responsibility for hurting my feelings or handling something the wrong way. It was always my fault. If I had just done this differently, if I had just reacted this way, that wouldn't have... Um, been a fight or it wouldn't have gotten as bad as it did. Another super big red flag was he always had me questioning my reality to the point where for a couple years after the relationship, I literally couldn't trust what I was feeling. And I would always feel like I was the one manipulating the situation and looking at it the wrong way. Um, so basically, if you know in your gut that something's wrong, it is. Mic drop. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Retweet. Agree with everything you said. I've had some similarities in my toxic relationship and it's good to be able to, you know, year like later or after the relationship, be able to point out those things and be like, wow, like that was a red flag. That wasn't okay. Like learning experiences, of course. But yeah, I mean, if somebody is never able to admit their wrongs, even if it's hard, you know what I mean? Or try to understand your feelings. I think that's definitely mostly just a sign of them and how they are in in conflict and stubborn, whatever. Uh, It doesn't even really have much to do with you. So try not to take stuff like that personally. But I think that of course it would affect a relationship and so glad that you got out of this long toxic relationship. I'm so happy for anybody that has removed themselves from a toxic relationship. And even if it's not your time and you are in one, Hopefully you'll be able to come to a place someday if you do want to leave and you think that it's best to do it. Um, Yeah, I obviously talked about that a lot more in my video. So we'll get back to those in a minute. But um, in regards to my toxic relationship, some of the, I mean, I shared a lot of red flaggy type behaviors in that video, but another one that I was reflecting on the other day was um, at the very beginning of our even us talking, I remember him saying to me, all my exes are crazy. Like I just attract crazy girls. Like literally the like line for line quote, all my exes are crazy. Now guys, have you heard this before? Because I think a lot of the times that's a bad sign. I think of course, like you can not think very highly of your ex if it was a bad breakup or they did something to really betray you. That's totally fine. You don't need to talk about your ex or all of your exes in this like high regard, right? But I do think if a guy says to you like repeatedly multiple times, like, oh, all my exes are crazy. I think that for me has proven to be a red flag. I think that a lot of the times they are actually... I'm not going to say crazy, but the more one at fault than the exes that they want to call crazy. And I don't know, guys are so easy to just call girls crazy. Like she's crazy, dude. She's crazy, bro. It's like, what did you do to make her go crazy? That's what I want to know. Okay. That's kind of one that I wanted to talk about that I was thinking about. And then another red flag um, that I've experienced and that I think to keep keep in mind, as well as all of the ones that people have brought up, is how they talk about the important people in their life. How do they talk about their mom? How do they talk about their sister or their brother, their siblings, or their best friends when they're not there? How do they talk about those people in their life? Um, also, if it's a guy, how do they talk about women? I think, how do they talk about women that aren't you? You know what I mean? How do they talk about like women that are, maybe you guys are watching something together and how do they talk about women when you guys are watching stuff? How do they talk about women that they know and women that they don't know? I think that's a really telling sign of somebody too. And these are things that are really really important to keep in mind and not to overlook. Like I said, how do they, you know, talk about their family? And of course, some people just don't have good relationships with maybe one member of their family or whatever, but how are they talking about their best friends? I know so many guys that will just like rip on their best friends when, you know, when they're not there, but be like, but I love them. I don't know. I guess I like, it's normal, of course, to be like concerned about your friend or 
I wish, you know, this for them because I want the best for them, but just shit talking and gossiping, like that can be one too. Are they a gossiper? Um, whatever it is. So keep that in mind too. How are they talking about the important people in their life to you? So I wanted to read a few scenarios that you guys had sent to me on Instagram. So I'm going to kind of like rapid fire through these. I mean, some of them def definitely might be like longer to read, but I don't think I'm going to try. I'm going to try not to comment on all of them because I find that I do that a lot. And sometimes I think it's just better to just leave it exactly as you guys said it. So I'm just going to go through some of these that you guys sent me. There was this one time I caught my ex in a literal lie. I saw him out to lunch with two girls and I asked who he went with and he said, oh, with the boys. And I said, oh, really? Like, I literally saw your ass with those girls. SMH. This is going to be long and also embarrassing for myself. Before we started dating, he got a DUI and blamed the cop. He kicked the side mirror off a random cop car at my apartment complex because he was mad at cops in general. He got trespassed from the property and then wanted me to apologize for him to the management to get him unbanned. He got drunk at a bar and was being impatient with the bartender, so they kicked him out and he walked home. I spent all night driving around looking for him. I didn't find him, and when he got home, he screamed at me for not seeing him on the side of the road and made me sleep on the couch. We were on a road trip and someone tried to pass him on a two-lane road dashed line and he sped up. He blamed all of his problems on someone else. He never cleaned up his dishes. He expected someone else to clear his plate. Honestly, there's more, but I feel so fucking stupid for ever dating him and no wonder my parents and friends didn't like him. And it killed my friendship with my roommate at the time who was my best friend before this. Don't feel stupid for dating him, girl. I'm glad that you got out. Yeah, these are just so many like red flags of just always blaming somebody else. Nothing's ever your fault. He sounds like he had anger problems. He sounds like a very, I don't know. He sounds like an angry kind of like aggressive person. Um, so I'm very glad that you moved on. Okay. I'm going to read another one. Checking each other's phones when they're not in the room, lying about where you are, feeling guilty for hanging out with people other than them, jealousy to the point of controlling and manipulation. The list goes on. I loved your video, by the way. I wish I saw that when I was in a very toxic high school relationship. Can confirm it gets so much better. Seven years into the healthiest relationship ever. Oh, seven years going strong, girl. Okay, so my red flag story isn't super crazy, but I feel like it could help. So my last relationship of two years ended because he was cheating on me and had been for three months. Basically, the red flags I noticed but chose to ignore are, one, he never let me see his phone, and if he was going to, for instance, the next room over for 30 seconds, he would still make sure he had his phone. Number two, he started leaving my house around three hours earlier than he normally would every night, and it would always be a different excuse every night. Number three, he would be on Instagram instead of replying to my texts and would only reply if I double texted. That's basically all lol i just wanted to share the phone thing again the phone thing is such a common one you guys i would say look out for you know someone doesn't have to want you to like be on their phone i think sometimes i take my phone if i'm going like into the bathroom sometimes i don't know just maybe by like habit or whatever but i also have the conscious thought 
to leave my phone on the couch if I'm going upstairs or going in the other room, you know what I mean? Like going in the kitchen or something and I'm in the living room. And I think, you know, if you don't have anything to hide, you don't have anything to hide and you would have no problem leaving your phone out, even if it has a lot, like even if it's unlocked, you know, I don't have a lock screen on my phone. Yeah. And that's another way that I'm like, I just don't have anything to hide. But I think that, you know, in what's it called on the other side, on the other hand, I think if you do have something to hide or you're afraid that like something's going to pop up that like, even if you've like cleared off your phone, cause you're like doing sketchy shit and you think that something's going to pop up, you know, or like a text from somebody that you wouldn't maybe want your partner to see or something that I think that's when you definitely have a problem and you need to evaluate where your head and your priorities are at. Okay. I was in a mentally abusive relationship for five years. I cut it off seven months ago. It was full of high highs and low lows. There was red flags from the start, but I chose to ignore them. There was a time where my ex and I were finishing an exam in the testing lab and I finished early. So I went ahead and left. To my surprise, he was upset. I didn't wait for him after I was done with my test. So out of nowhere, he decided to pick a fight with me and then slapped me. I'm so upset that I didn't leave him. I thought, oh, it was a mistake but it wasn't. Years I was with him, he would mentally abuse me and did things he knew I hated, like downgrading me by name calling, etc. There was even a time where he keyed my car when I went to end things back in 2017. So now I'm on the journey of self-love and growth, finding myself again after a toxic relationship. Damn. I am so glad you got out of that. That behavior from him is insane. Like, hitting you, keying your cars, any of it. I mean, it's so, so insane. Abuse is a huge, huge, huge thing, physical or mental. Look for those signs early. Look for signs of gaslighting. Look for signs of manipulation. Look for signs of somebody being controlling. That was another issue I had with my ex is he didn't want me to wear certain things or if I wore something out and like one of his friends made a move on me or something weird. Like he would literally blame it on what I was wearing, even if it was something like very normal to wear. You know what I mean? You can wear literally whatever you want. Yeah. He had a problem with stuff like that. Some things that I would wear at festivals when I wasn't with him and all that kind of stuff. And that is definitely something that like I didn't like. And I always tried to bring it up to him and be like, why are you trying to control me in this way? And he would always be like, I'm not controlling you. But it's like, what else is that then? If you don't want me to wear what I want to wear, what do you call that besides wanting to control what I wear when you're not even there. You know what I mean? So that's something that that's another red flag. Um, just kind of controlling energy and denying them being controlling. You know, no one wants to hear that they are a controlling person, but I think what else would something like that be called? I would definitely wish I took those things more seriously from the beginning because they were always coming up and yeah, definitely some red flag signs as well there. Okay. I'm going to read one more, but thank you so much to everybody who sent theirs in. I wanted to send in a story with a relationship red flag. In my first relationship, my boyfriend was eight years older than me. I was 21 at the time. I lived with a college roommate and he lived about 30 or 40 minutes away. Basically the first day we started officially dating, he told me, I'm always busy with work, so we might not see each other much during the week. 
I ignored it because I was so excited to have my first boyfriend. I kept telling myself I'm independent and didn't need to spend every day with him. I would drive to his place either Friday night or sometime on Saturday, and we usually would do something together on Saturday. And on Sunday morning, when we woke up around nine o'clock, he was pretty much walking me out the door saying he had lots of stuff to do. We were together for about six months before he broke it off. Looking back, having your partner spend time with you during the week and kicking you out on the days that were supposed to be for us to hang out was a huge red flag. Yeah, I definitely think that there's a balance with time spent with your person. And of course, like some people are more busy and some people aren't going to be able to give as much time as you might be able to give in a relationship. And the balance might not be completely equal of who has more time available. But I also think there has to be that balance there of if you are choosing to be in a relationship with someone, then you're choosing to make time for them, of course, because you could just easily be single and not be in a relationship if you don't actually have time. Like that could be a valid excuse. You don't have the time to dedicate to a relationship. You don't want to dedicate time to a relationship. Then don't, you know, enter in one with somebody. I think also listen to people before entering a relationship. If they say, um, if they say, you know, this is how it's going to be. I might not have this much time for this or whatever it is. Listen to the things, really, really listen and think about the things that people say to you before you may be in a relationship with them. And it can be hard when your feelings are already involved and you really like someone, of course. Um, but definitely keep that stuff in mind that people say from the beginning, because even just like someone telling you something that is their, their truth, whether it's like, Hey, I'm only going to be able to hang out um, these days, probably out of the week, if maybe you guys don't live that close to each other or something and you guys are both busy. Or if it's like, hey, just so you know, I travel a lot for work and I usually travel like this much out of the month. Is that, you know, that's just something that like I want you to know. Definitely listen to things that somebody might tell you before a relationship and really consider them because I think it can also potentially be a red flag in some cases to listen to somebody telling you the truth about, hey, this is what it's going to be like for me and then to like get mad about those things later on or ignore that. So I'm not, I'm not saying this in regards to your situation. I think that, I think that this guy could have made a lot more time for you if he really tried. I mean, you can't like, what, you can't drive 30 or 40 minutes. He couldn't drive 30 or 40 minutes to see you like once or twice out of the week after work. Like that doesn't really make sense to me. You know, like I feel like go spend a night with your person throughout the week, go hang out on the weekends. If you have the time, it's not like you guys lived like multiple hours apart. So, so I'm not saying it in regards to this situation, but I do think it can be a red flag to ignore what somebody tells you in the beginning um, and overlook those things that might lead you to be upset down the road. So like I told you guys, I definitely have been one to choose to ignore red flags and maybe just, you know, overlook is a better word, overlooking things that you don't like. And it's hard because once you already have feelings for someone, of course, people are going to make mistakes, right? But I think that a red flag is really something that is not okay and that comes up for you and that you can see as something that's going to continue coming up or something that does keep coming up a behavior or a pattern something that the other person does that basically like crosses a boundary for you so i guess advice from my past self to where i'm at now i would say if i see a red flag something that i can point out and acknowledge is not okay with me i would make that extremely extremely clear to the person from the beginning and be like i'm not okay with you doing that i don't like when you do that this is how it makes me feel 
I'm absolutely not comfortable with when you do this, when you said that, when you treat me like this. Express how you feel. Tell the other person what's okay with you and what's not okay with you. Don't be afraid to speak your mind. I'm going to end the episode off with two more voice messages that we got. I wanted to kind of split them up a little bit. So let's play this one. Hi, Lindsay. Um, I think one of the most common threads I've seen as far as red flags is just avoiding your gut feeling. I think the second that things start feeling weird to you or, you know, your gut tells you when you're not being treated right. And I think it's so easy for us to avoid that feeling and just, you know, kind of pass it off or convince ourselves otherwise. But I know I start to feel like that eerie feeling in my stomach when a guy I've been dating um, just is stopping like communication properly and just doesn't seem as considerate and also is very clearly not prioritizing me or spending time with me. Um, and when excuses come up, I think that's a huge red flag that I've noticed time and time again. I completely agree with that. And I feel like that was brought up earlier too, maybe in one of the other voice messages is just like, being able to trust your gut. And so really check in with yourselves, guys. I know it can be hard sometimes, but um, you know how you deserve to be treated. And sometimes we might accept less for ourselves and settle. You know, I've definitely been there, done that. So I'm never here to judge in any of my episodes. I just want to provide insight and share some of my experiences and share you guys' experience and basically just let you guys know that we can all relate to each other no matter, you know, I'm never going to judge you for things because I've probably done a lot of things too that I look back and I'm like, meh, you know, wish I had done that differently. So let's go ahead and end it off with this last voice message. Thank you so much for you guys that all submitted one. This is the last one. Hey, Lindsay. I'm Hannah. I'm a longtime YouTube and podcast lover of yours. Um, For me, really the biggest red flag that I've experienced and made note of now that I'm single is that I was so scared to tell my friends and family of any argument that I had with my partner, any negative thing that they did. I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't want any bad reputation to happen. I didn't want anyone to view my partner in any way that was negative because I was so scared that if they knew the truth that obviously they wouldn't like them. But um, that's really can be so isolating, not telling anyone about your lows. Um, And now that I'm single and am finally able to tell people what I've been through, they're just so surprised that that is something that I had to go through alone and they didn't know. But I'm, I'm really glad that your podcast and what you've done has given me the courage to get out of that. So I'm just really appreciative of all that you've done. Oh, that was so sweet at the end. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. And I talked about this in my video as well, but yeah, not telling anyone about the fights at some point just, or like only about the really, really, really big ones. Like if we would actually break up or it was something that was a really big deal for me, but really like probably 90% of the fights not telling a single person and holding all of that in because you don't want to. I think for me, it was kind of a combination of what you said of not wanting those people to see my partner in a bad light. But then also I think a lot of it for me was knowing that I was in a cycle that I was going to go back to. And so not being like the girl that, you know, always goes and tells their friends about their fights with their boyfriend and then always goes back to them. So I was being that person. I just wasn't necessarily 
telling every fight to every friend and every person. And I think that's a lot of what it was for me is I, I had a lot of self, what's the word? Like I knew I was so low in myself that I knew I had gone back so many times and I ultimately wasn't being strong enough to leave until up until the point that I did. So I can definitely completely relate to what you're saying. I think we'll leave it there for this episode. I really hope that this was helpful to hear other people's experiences. Always welcome to you guys' feedback for if you like hearing voice messages and the Instagram DMs and all that stuff. I think it's really helpful to hear other people's experience and be and just come up with more things to to share and talk about. So I hope that this episode was helpful. Ultimately, I think that you know if you're seeing a red flag, I think just really um, as hard as it can be, and we're all gonna make mistakes, you guys. Ultimately, if something does keep coming up, of course, express to this person how you feel and that it's not okay with you and that this is something you see come up time and time again and it's something that crosses a line or a boundary for you. And I mean, if it keeps coming up though, it might keep coming up. And if it does, I think that's something you have to take as am I gonna accept this or am I gonna refuse to accept this any longer and try to move forward? And of course, everything in its own time, everybody is on their own path and it's not necessarily easy to leave a situation even if there's red flags all over the map. So um, I'm sending all my love and support to you guys. I kind of, like I said, just wanted to do a little a little post that video, like follow up to um, some of the things I didn't touch on a ton in that video and I thought could go more in depth. So I hope that this was helpful. Felt good to talk about this today and I love you guys so much. Thank you as always for listening. Check out the show notes of this episode if you want to go support my Patreon. Check out my secret content on there. Um, I also have a new vlog that went up a few days ago on Friday whenever you guys are. Another episode for you guys. Thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.